So life does get busy, Robbo. And does. sometimes you got to work for a living. You got to take it what they're given. Sometimes a man comes a calling and you got to answer the door. And you can't always take this job and shove it. No, sometimes you have to work nine to five. Sometimes you have to work for the weekend. This week we did not do any pods because Joe, I'm sure we can. Let's read the underscore. I don't think I'm mixed up. What is this? What is the underscore before? I forget. Oh, he's going to murder us because he always does ours so well. I know, he like never messes up. And we're like, who is Joe? I don't even know who this person is. Um, we'll get that. We'll, it'll, it'll be a runner. But, um, it but, is, but both uh, you at 3K underscore. Got it. Okay. I'll mention that seven more times tonight. <laughs> so Joe started a new job. Robbo, you started a new job. And I went on a vacation to San Diego. So, you know. Therefore, We're, we had no pod. Yeah, exactly. I, I, had in, I have in-laws in there. But um, that got crazy. And also crazy is that Los Angeles is becoming, or maybe not becoming, is just once again the city of champions. You have Lake Show. The Lake Show won the uh, NBA championship. The, the Dodgers seem to be on the cusp, have the opportunity to be on the cusp. I'm not, you're Knock knocking on, on something. Hopefully it's wood. Yeah. Um, so do you have Dodger fever? Are you, are you technically a Dodger fan? Okay. I do. I do. I grew up a Dodger fan. Uh, you know, I've been here, been in Seattle since 90, 91. So I'm kind of, you know, I've been accustomed to being a Mariners fan just by proximity. I, I, I love them, uh, but I still follow Dodgers closely. And I, I remember to this day where I was when Kirk Gibson hit yeah. the home run in 88. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a memory. Yeah. I, I'll never I, I definitely watched that game. I was 10 and that, that, that was a big deal. I, Fernando Mania was great, or Horsheiser was a big deal, um, Steve Garvey and all that sort of stuff. And then even later, you know, like Manny Ramirez, that was a lot of fun. But um, I really like their team right now. I mean, I feel like Walker Bueller is like legit. And I think Mookie Betts is just so fun to watch. And he's just so clutch. He is like a true superstar like just legit superstar how about those rams yeah how about the boys in la who really played well tonight big stage were you nervous were you nervous about the game going you know maybe the first quarter i was a little bit nervous but i felt a little bit better about it by the way let's do a little intro you were listening to the los angeles rams podcast a los angeles ram podcast and we are without joe at 3k underscore tonight but we do have robbo at seattle rams robbo what's up i'm uh i'm back i've been hit and miss uh over the last uh, last couple of weeks as we talked about the job situation we're still to sort out when we can do a pod with all of us for the time being i think we might do i think joey might be the start of the, of the show now it might be the joey pod and where it's like i visit one one time and then joe bits another visits another time and and we do we do something to get content out there until we can figure out how we can make this work because Joe lives in Texas and we live on the West Coast and the time zone thing screws us up. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Rams fans, the serious Rams fans, like the old school Rams fans, they love me. So they're going to be really relieved to get me on there on all the show. They really like my sense of humor and they just really enjoy me. So 
Honestly, if anyone should get to do this thing twice, it should be Cat Daddy. Right? So hot. Yeah. So in case you guys yeah, were living so in Iraq and you're listening to a Rams podcast and you did not know what happened on Monday Night Football, then you're a dum-dum. Enjoy being a dum-dum. But just in case, um, the Los Angeles Rams played the Chicago Bears and they won 24 to 10. And now they have moved to being 5-2, and two, which is also now what the record for the Chicago Bears is. 5-2, and two, they were 5-1. Um, and one. And it was a game that felt like, you know, the Rams were in charge most of it. And it, it didn't really feel like the, the Bears had a chance. I mean, there there's moments where the, the defense was by the Bears was, was strong, but they were just on their heels. I mean, they were just gassed. And the Rams played very aggressively. And even though the stat line wasn't crazy impressive with the run game, you still had over 100 yards for those guys. You know, Daryl Henderson Jr. ran for 64 yards off 15 carries. Malcolm Brown had 57 yards off 10 carries. Robert Woods, four carries for 23 yards. And even old Cooper Cup had 16 yards for one carry. So in draft mode, he was in the positive Start of the ledger. Four, four carries, one yard. If that's not Jared Goff, I don't know who is. But, <laughs> you know, that that was, that you know, maybe that's a jump on the line. But when you're watching the game, I felt like Malcolm Brown was really just extra hard-nosed this week. And w- before I, 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 I go to you, Robbo, I have to give you the stat line for, for Jared Goff. 23 for 33, 219 yards, an average of 6.6 yards per throw, two touchdowns, zero interceptions for a rating of 108. That's your boy. Not bad. Not bad. That's pretty good. Is that, was that uh, like Herbert level good or just Jared Goff level good? Was that I don't want to talk about comparisons between Herbert and Goff because you're going to start getting me uh, really conflicted. <laughs> Because I was thinking that, that Herbert was going to really struggle, not struggle, but just not be a little pedestrian his first year and maybe, you know, kind of have a Trubisky experience when he started out in the NFL, but he's kind of coming out just, you know, competing with Joe Burrow. So I'm getting a little nervous because I've been so vocal about my fandom he's looking good. and uh, he's looking kind of like he's going to be a superstar in Los Angeles. So let's just put a pin in that. We'll talk about that later. Let's get back to my boy, Jared Goff. He do not take. Herb will not take any shine from Jared tonight. We will not. We well, will with not those allow shiny this. helmets, I do love those Los Angeles Rams shiny helmets. They look very good in that Monday Night Football light. But as great as those stats sound, and 24 points is great, there was some inaccuracy issues going on with Jared Goff. And it was mm. not fun to see. I mean, he had that throw to Malcolm Brown that was just five yards off. I mean, he was wide open. That was and he thought he was thrown to Josh Reynolds and he was actually thrown to Malcolm Brown, like a guy with a huge catch radius. I mean, honestly, yeah, I felt like I felt like ninety percent of the time he was throwing to Josh Reynolds. How many how many targets did Josh Reynolds gets? Eight. He had. I felt like more. Didn't Led the it? team with eight. It just felt like he was thrown to Josh Reynolds like every other time. Um, and then uh, my boy, uh, good old Johnny Munt, all American hero. Three receptions for 47 yards. Your, leading, your two little receivers are Josh Reynolds and Johnny Munt. I mean, on a team with not- Cup, Woods, um, Higby, who was out, 
you had two guys who really don't get featured at all step up and play huge for them. I know young Gerald had four catches for 28 yards. And that, that was pretty good. You know, touchdown. Cup had six catches for 43. But, um, you know, only two touchdown passes. So that went to Reynolds and Everett. And, you know, you had that fumble by Woods. It was probably the biggest blemish of the night. Oh. You had some nice nice interceptions on the other side with you got Jalen Ramsey. And um, you also had Taylor Rapp, which Taylor was Rapp. nice to see him. Have that interception with Troy Hill. Troy Hill. Tap yep. it back. Mm-hmm. Tap really, it. You got to yeah. tap it. It's they were that defense was playing really well, kind of a bend but don't break. It's kind of what they've been doing, right? Um, and to have that play cap off that drive when you thought, oh, they're finally going to give up a, a score here, um, they kind of they kind of feasted on that. And from that point on, the D line took off. I mean, did you feel that they were? It just you know the defensive line played one of their best games of the year as far as uh, I mean, I guess that happens when you're up twenty four three and the team has to throw you down. But you had Terrell Lewis come in with a big play. You had uh, Gaines share a sack with 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 Aaron Donald. Um, Leonard Floyd had two sacks against his mm-hmm. former team. They were just they were getting after it. They had eight QB hits tonight, and it wasn't uh, a bunch of blitzes. They were just getting they were just getting the job done against. I think what Joe was talking about earlier in the week. Uh, was like a pretty good offensive line for for uh, the Bears. So, yeah, the the defense seemed like they just kind of feasted off of off of that play. And at that point, it was it didn't even feel like it was a thing. The the offense actually gave up more points than the defense did tonight. But the with the return off of the fumble from Marvel for Woods. sure, and it's a really good matchup for the Rams. I mean, the Chicago Bears offense is not really uh, calibrated to go against the, the Rams defense, whereas almost every other team is. They don't have a very strong run game. And yeah, they had that injury to Tariq Cohen in week three, I think. So, you know, the, the, they're not strong in that regard. And Foles is, you know, he's hit and miss. He, he, he's a guy that he, he can be explosive sometimes, but he didn't really totally have it today. I mean, they definitely have weapons. They can move the ball. And there was times where you where you started to wonder, like, oh, are they going to put together something? And then the Rams just really smothered that flame out. And that was really nice to see. Yeah. The, I think the big downer for me tonight was watching Terrell Burgess get injured because he he stepped in for – Jordan Fuller took this team by storm early on, right? His play – we talked about it on the pod a number of times. He really played really well. He came back at the stinger again. He's back out. And then you slide in Burgess, and he was having another really good game for this team. Uh, I was bummed to see that injury. We'll have to find out how that uh, how that plays out down the road here and you know, extent of it. Oh, yeah. It was not. It did not look good. It was not something that you wanted to watch again. Definitely, it's one of those injuries where you watch in slow motion, and you could just feel that the guys in the control booth for ESPN are like, okay, and we're not showing that again. Yeah, not good. It just was a little bit cringeworthy, so I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm going to ha- you know, have uh, thoughts and prayers for Terrell Burgess <laughs> and his family, and hopefully he I'm gonna, can, I'm gonna try not to be political he can here. bounce back. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, exactly. The non-political thoughts and prayers, Robbo. We don't want to lose subscribers. One. Actual thoughts and prayers. Yes, physical thoughts and physical <laughs> prayers. Is that... Okay. I don't know. Is that a thing? It, it, it's a um, thing now. I don't, I don't, good. I have, sometimes I have thoughts and I, I very, I don't really do the prayer thing, but I'm sure some of our listeners do and we love you for it. Get, get, shoot um, the thoughts I, and prayers that way. Yeah. I have been with, with my in-laws and we have been praying for every meal. Everyone. Have you? Really? Breakfast, How's that going? 
Um, well, sometimes you forget, you know, but sometimes, you, you know, you're like in like Carl's Jr. or something. And we're like, seriously, when Carl's Jr., like, like what's making cheeseburgers going to be blessed in my body? Like, seriously, come on, Carl's Jr. What's, like, uh, how, do, how did Augie like, adapt? Is he all right? Is he too young to even kind of like, or is he so young well, when he looks at it and goes like, what are we doing? And just not I know that you should probably and Papa. It sounds when you say we're going to pray, it kind of sounds like you're going to play. Oh, so I have to be very clear. Like we are going to pray. Put your hands together. We're going to pray because I think the first couple times we did it, he goes, "Oh, we're going to play. What are we playing?" <laughs> Everybody's heads are down. It's like you guys don't look like you're playing. What's going on? I thought we we're going to play. <laughs> who, who on the Rams is a as a, a bless your meal at Carl's Jr. kind of guy? Oh um, well, I mean, I think your boy Cooper Cup is probably in the top five for sure. Absolutely, you know? he blesses the Gatorade as it's being mixed. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Cooper Cup is—he blesses everything. We have, we have any of the offensive linemen are they blessers or maybe a defensive yeah. defensive linemen don't bless anything, do they? Well, what about what about Jalen Ramsey? I mean, he has the uh, he has the black makeup, not makeup. The um, what's the, what? The, I I can't remember the term that you put underneath your eyes that reflect the sunlight. The the, the, the lights, yeah, the, like the eye black. Stuff. Yeah, the eye black. How he makes it across. Do, do you think? Do you think that uh, is an indicator of him b- being a Carl's Jr. prey guy? I I, I kind of think Carl. He has caught. He maybe does, but he does it Jalen way. Like yeah, Lord bless the motherfucking burger I'm about to eat. Yeah, and these and these bless these fries because I'm gonna slam this shit. I, it's gotta be Jalen, right? And, and be, you know what? Also, it can't be in laws praying. <laughs> It also bless these bitches on the other booth that are eyeballing me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey bless their food two different ways. I, not one's not better than the other. They just. I wonder. I wonder sure what it would two, be like if ways. Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey went to dinner at Ruth Chris. Like just them. I I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what they would talk about. I wonder if they would get along. I probably. I mean, they're the same team. I'm. They're football guys, and I, I'm sure they're buds. Yeah. Who knows? I'm sure, I'm sure they're fine. I, I, I'm sure they're fine when they do like L.A. Rams gifting, like Secret Santa gift exchange, yeah. and Cooper draws Cooper Cup draws uh, Jalen Ramsey's. <laughs> How do you think that goes? <laughs> they have like the the um the Christmas uh, the white elephant thing where they all they all pick somebody. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I'm I'm thinking Cooper Cup gives Jalen Ramsey a nice bookmark with an inspirational quote. Yeah, you know that like Rob Havenstein, he just kind of gives like a ham sandwich with just a bite taken out. <laughs> I didn't eat much, but you can eat the other side. You, you know, know Havenstein had a little bit of an injury tonight. How's, how's he doing? Did, did he end up coming back? I okay. believe he did, yes. Okay. So as far as... Just um, concerns or thoughts, like 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 negatives. W- what did you take away from from the team on how they played? Besides Jared Goff with his um, inaccuracy, what what were other things you kind of took away from the game? I'll tell you what. So um, I did not. I don't get to leave work until five, and I work thirty four miles from my home. So it took me forty minutes because yeah. I drove rather quickly. So I didn't get to see the start of the game. I walked in uh, after each team had. T- I put two possessions each, but I got to listen to Kurt, former QB Rams quarterback Kurt Warner on the call. Uh, number one, he's awful. He's one of those guys who, when you're doing color and you have a, a good play by he's with Kevin Harlan, who's pretty good at play by play a bit. He's one of those guys that feels he has mm-hmm. to have an observation after every play. 
And I found he started yeah. saying the same thing over and over and over. It was just listening to Kurt Warner talk about how the Bears need to keep it in third and short to be manageable. They don't have, they shouldn't have negative plays. They'll be okay. And he just kept saying the thing, same thing over and over. It'd be a three-yard three yard play, and he's talking. To me. It just, it was very curt. I, I, have, I have a question. Are, are you listening? It. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Are, are you listening to an, an an ESPN affiliate in Seattle during the game, or or how? It's uh, not the ESPN affiliate. It was just the other, so there's two sports radio stations here. It was the other one. It was KJR, so they're in, independent, and they've got the Westwood One radio rights. And so it was done off of Westwood, mm-hmm. Westwood One Radio. It's Kurt. He's on the call every week, and it's it was just hard to listen to after about four or five plays. I was thinking, well, Kurt's much better on, yeah. on an NFL Network than he is a you know analyst. Well, I was listening to it for a second too, and and we had you know JB Long and um, sure. Reese Jones Drew with um, and that they're pretty good. I I I I think JB Long is good. I love JB Long. I I I think that the the, the LA team, the coverage on ESPN, um, seven ten. AM is good, and I um I appreciate all the stuff they do. Like I I really think they have like a good sort of um just kind of setup for covering the team. It's like much stronger than the Chargers right now because Chargers are doing um uh five ninety uh the the Fox AM station. Mm-hmm. So they have like Matt Money Smith and like you know Petros and those guys. And you hacks all the Hamilton um, on the Chargers anymore. You know what? He is no longer with either of those. So he I, I follow him on Twitter, and it's just sad. He's like, I want to talk sports with you. We'll oh. put another name in the hopper up and down the coast to He's... Rancho Cucamonda. <laughs> yes. Show me your lightning bolts. Um, <laughs> we were talking uh, before, like earlier in the day, people, we were talking about like Hacksaw today. And I mentioned that he did Seattle Seahawks radio uh, broadcast for a year after their longtime guy died of cancer, Pete Gross. He came in and he brought that DJ Hacksaw style with him. From the Cascades to the to the Olympics, up and down the McTarnahan's Ember update. He was doing his full hacksaw thing, and they they crushed that guy in this town. He lasted about three quarters of a year, and uh, and he had to go. He was just not good. He was very very hacksaw. I know he is very hacksaw. I really like it. I like how folksy and just kind of it just feels like like you're listening to Grandpa, like. I know he's not as polished and as good as someone like Vince Scully, who definitely gets away with it. And he also has the tradition doing it for such a long time. And I mean, Hexai does come off like a little bit of a chump. Like when I was a kid, I I thought he was, I liked listening to his show because when he was on um, 690, 690, he would uh, be in the afternoons, like right after Jim Rome, Mm -hmm. because Jim Rome was in the daytime. Um, Or no, he he was actually, he was at night, Jim Rome was, and he would have that, the up all night. Up all night, and Hacksaw was right before him, and we went to some. There was like some like Irish, like kind of like sports bar in San Diego that they would do listening parties for, you know, like McClafferty's or something like that. And uh, my parents drove me down. I was like ten, twelve years old, and like we'd sit like in the part that like kids could sit in, you know, like oh, that, sure. the little kind of like dining tables in the bar, and. When I finally saw what Hacksaw looked like, because this was like pre-internet, he looked like he was one of the Three Stooges. Like he had that weird pop top <laughs> with a big furry mustache. And I, I was think like, of him as like Ned Flanders. Yeah, exactly. He looked like a sad Ned Flanders. <laughs> and you're just like, oh man, like Ned Flanders is already sad. And we like sat at a table and we like talked to him like, you know, after the show or whatever, you know, and he just off mic, he's just a puddle of goo. 
Really? There's just nothing to, there's nothing to glean from. But uh, oh, yeah, man. Anyways, um, so what you, you know, what was your thought? What was your like big takeaway from the game as far as like other than Jared Goff's little little stumble there for sure. like, end of the first or the second quarter? I, mean, I guess maybe he should never yeah. even have the ball before halftime because it's it's not been good this year. But other than that, what was your what was your big thought on? Was it the running game? I that really liked. I really liked Jared Gerald Everett. And I liked how he was blocking. I just felt like his presence on the field was really positive, even though it didn't show up completely on the stat sheet. I just liked having him on the field there. And without Tyler Higby, it was just nice to know, like, okay, we, we got Everett. And I just liked what the tight ends were doing. I felt like it was just cool to see Johnny Mutt have some positive impact on the game. I'm wondering what's going on with Cam Akers. Is his development as a player? It was just interesting at the beginning of the season. It felt like they were kind of giving him a lot of touches and then he got that injury and it just feels like everything's changed after that but it hasn't really affected the team negatively because now daryl henderson is turning out to be this just really sort of um this positive aspect of the running game and i really like having him and malcolm brown i mean they're both a little bit of 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 smash mouth dudes but um daryl henderson's much faster and he's flasher he's he's a speedier car you know yeah, Whereas Malcolm Brown's kind of like an guy. old, he's like an old Dodge Ram, you know, like he's just yeah, kind of, yeah. but, but, but he, he's, he, you know, sometimes when he's out there, he's, he feels a little bit slow, but, um, shifty. It's slow. good. He's, you know, it, it, it's again, it's that, that joke that they keep saying that he, he, that Joe keeps teasing me. He says he has a hard nose. Hey, Augie's in the room. Augie, can you say hi? Monster. Yep. Hey buddy. Hi. Hello, Augie. Bye. <laughs> Make sure you say your prayers before bed, Augie. Yeah, you know what we haven't had recently? We haven't made any spider sliders. We should make those before Halloween. It's the spider slider you got this weekend. It's yeah, spider we'll definitely have sliders. to do it. But you did, that. you did mummy pizza. Yeah, we did the mummy did pizzas. Mummy. You, you and stepped up the mummy We did pizza. some um, pumpkin painting tonight. I got some white pumpkins at the pumpkin patch yesterday. And uh, so we got the paints, and they painted that. And then I also, also I carved a Minecraft pumpkin i mean i look like a creeper so we're doing that yeah i got, got, mm-hmm. got my got my hands full with that mm-hmm. but as far as the defense it's hard to criticize the defense man i mean they weren't playing against like a dynamic offense but they met the challenge and they had just you know it's big bright moments it's just nice to see them stop the run and it's just nice to see them with that confidence because coming out of this game it just really kind of wiped the slate clean of what they did last week with San Francisco. So now you can go and you can play Miami and you have all this confidence with the defense. And that's exactly what you want. So I feel like it was really kind of a net positive in regards to the, uh, to the defense. Yeah, absolutely. They, they traveled to Miami this week. So on the short weeks, they've got to go back East yet again, uh, and play the dolphins. Uh, but then they've got to buy afterwards. So it's a chance to get healthy with some of these guys, like the Burgess injury we're talking about and Havenstein got a little nick. And then we've got, Higgs, who missed a game this week, and you've got uh, who else? Oh, Fuller potentially come back. You'll probably have Ashawn Robinson play next week. Um, the the one that I think every fan is is looking forward to is I think we will not see Sam, Sam Sloman ever again um, with uh, with Cobra Kai in, in the wings. And so I think uh, they're you know they're, they're in a good spot. You're looking at five and two headed headed to the Dolphins, and then the bye potentially six and two before the bye. Uh, I think all of us would have signed up for six and two because. After the bye, it gets it gets brutally tough, and so they really they they really did a 
themselves a favor by taking care of business tonight and uh, setting themselves up to be in really good position to to do this take on the totally, second man. Half. I mean, I, I'm 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 pretty uh, I'm pretty encouraged about the about the whole affair. I felt like they just they they looked they looked good, and I, I feel like he can just get a lot of respect from the team. I could see them maybe jumping up a couple spots in the power rankings. And you know what? That's, that's what matters, man. It's all about the power rankers. But you know, for a second, can we it's... talk about the NFC West? Because speaking of bloodbath. Yeah, we we should. Yeah, I mean, really good. I could definitely see a lot of people saying that the Rams are the fourth best team, and it's not even that much of a slight. You know, you just have to like look at how everyone's playing. I don't think that the fourth best team. I'm just saying that I could see how people would put them in there because the the Niners are rolling. They're playing really well. They beat the crap out of the Patriots. They they didn't beat the crap out of the Rams, but but uh, I felt like the Cardinals showed a lot of fight, and they shouldn't have won that game with the Seahawks, but they did. And Are they the best team in the division? We're at two and zero right now, five and two and two uh, in the division. I still feel like the Seahawks are the best team. I just think they got beat on Sunday night. Ooh. So here's a, here's a fun fact for you, living in Seattle as I do. You know the Seahawks are two plays away from being uh, three and three, mm. and the Rams are two plays away from being six and zero at this point, seven zero. Well, that's the thing right? about they've, football, buddy. You it's, know, it's a play here and there. It's they've, they've won. They've won. A couple of games on the last play of the game by making a key stop and getting a late score. Here's, here's that's how thing, tight Rob, this division is. Here's the thing, Robo. You're always just a Sam Sloman away from a Super Bowl. <laughs> You're also just a Sam Sloman away from uh, from missing the playoffs and being the last in the NFC West. That's just my life but philosophy you now. Know. You know? You're like, how are things going, man? Well, I'm just a Sam Sloman away from complete success. It's it's a Sam Sloman. Yeah, it's, if you look at the NFC West, here are the point differentials for all four teams: plus thirty-one, plus fifty-seven, plus fifty-two, plus forty-five. The first place team has got the lowest point differential because their yeah. defense is booty. They just happen to score a lot of points. Yep. Um, it's yeah, it's the Rams is right now have given up few, the fewest points in the NFC in, in the out of the NFC West. One hundred twenty-four points up against. Uh, Seahawks have given up 172, but they're also the highest scoring, and you yep. know the Rams are at 176. They're the lowest score in the division. It's it's a really interesting year. I think I saw Sosa talk uh, playoffs with the expanded format that you could see all four teams in the playoffs this year, which would be crazy. Yeah, that, it, that's actually three wild cards it's, it's this year. So statistically impossible, right? For all four. Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, yeah, it'll see. I mean, but with the with this new expanded, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's I'm not sure. Right. With the expanded playoffs, only one team gets a buy this year, uh, not two, because of the expanded format. The yep. number one gets a buy and two has to play seven. It's uh, it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be crazy. But uh, we'll we'll find out real quick about where the Rams rank in this thing because uh, after they come back from the buy, they got the Bucks, the Niners, and the Seahawks. Bang, bang, bang. Yep. And so we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to find out you know where this team is in the, over the next month. Real soon. And next week's going to be two a time, so that's going to be the big narrative for that game. People are going to be getting their first eyes oh. on the uh, the big draft pick for the Miami Dolphins, uh, Tua with his with his uh, super fun hip, and so we'll see how he, how he plays against us. And that's going to be a really interesting matchup because I think the Dolphins you just never know what they're going to play like. You know, they could be they could be poop or they could be in you know, a pecan pie if you like pecan pie. So right. This will be his first start, right? Because right. they were on the bye That's this right. week. But then, then, Can you imagine getting your first start against Jalen Ramsey and, and No, Aaron because Hunt? I I'm not good at football. Oh. So I can't imagine that. <laughs> right. 
Well, there's that. Well, um, <laughs> it's it's you know that's gonna be like you said yep. that'll be the storyline. It's gonna be Tua taking over for Fitz, um, but he's got to play a really really good defense, and so I almost feel bad. I, for the I do too. Well, Robo, this was great talking to you, and it's, yeah, we'll make sure um, that we that we get the second pod this week yeah. with you and Joey. With you and Joe, I'm sure we'll. You guys will mm-hmm. talk food. You'll you'll talk college football. At three K sure. underscore. I'm sure there'll be some. At three K underscore, there'll probably be some celebrity yeah. voices in there as well. There'll be hip hop references. There's gonna be other stuff that. And really uh, my Twitter handle is um, but, at la rams rams rams. And you could also find our podcast on Stitcher and Shoe Glue and Sephora Face. You know whatever these things are called. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, and, Downloader. and Downloader and, uh-huh. uh, and Grab It. Yeah, they're, they're all the popular, um, popular places. Make sure you uh, you give us a like and subscribe. Face. Give us a give us a rating. Yeah. Give us a review. I hey, love the one-star reviews. If you give us a review, the next show, we're going to read the review. Okay? So yeah. so, so, we'll so, so make, make it filthy get that, get and make it, it mean. Make me cry. Um, Joey, thank you for joining. I appreciate you taking time out after this game. It was uh, it was late. And you jumped on with me. You did yeah. it after you put the baby down. You got Augie up. He needs to go. We got we got to get him go say bed. prayers and go to bed. Yep. Nana and Papa have to bless his uh, his milk and cookies. And so we will uh, we will get back to you guys later in the week with the second pod. Thanks for understanding about the jobs and life and vacations. And uh, boys, yeah. we'll, we'll see you All soon. Right. Good night, dude. Have a good night, Joey.